0: In the year 2022, gamers everywhere are in despair with no good gaming podcast to listen to until out of the ashes arose the multiplayer gaming podcast with its funny hosts, incredible gaming content and phenomenal community. You, too, can be the hero the world needs by heading over to MultiplayerSquad.com and helping support the show. Now, let's hear from our champions in this incredible episode.
1: Hey, everyone. Welcome to this episode of the Multiplayer Gaming Podcast. We like to keep things family-friendly for the whole crew at home, and we release new episodes every Monday and Thursday. In addition to those two episodes every week, you can get two additional episodes if you are a Patreon supporter. If you would like to join, you can go to MultiplayerSquad.com, where you can support our show starting at $5 per month. And also, please make sure to rate our podcast five stars on Apple Podcasts and Spotify, And leave us a written review, if your podcast app allows. Alright, today is Thursday, which means we are going to be talking about recent gaming news here over the last week. I am your host, Paul, and then joining me... (laughs) My co-host, who's already drowning in upcoming Star Wars games content coming through the pipeline, it's Josh. Uh,
0: Some would say floating, Paul. (laughs)
1: <laughs> You're I, can above you, can you
0: drown in Star Wars games? I don't think so. I feel like I'm being lifted up
1: into gaming nirvana. <laughs> well, you know, that's kind of an interesting question because, you know, even in our Discord, which gets kind of lively time and again, which, by the way, if you want to come join us on Discord, there's a link in the episode description. It's completely free. It's open to the public. Anybody can join but we were talking a little bit about how it kind of feels like with Star Wars, there's a lot of content. We were kind of talking about whether or not it feels special when there's like a new Star Wars movie or TV show. Yes and yes. And, <laughs> and and you you were on the side, yes. I was on the side, it feels like a little much. But, you know, we have just so many Star Wars games coming down the pipeline. And I think this was one of the biggest news stories of the week. So EA... Which has had exclusive access to Star Wars for the last several years. It, it, that's no longer the case. You know, we do see a couple other developers or uh, publishers who are able to release Star Wars content moving forward. But EA did say that they currently have three Star Wars games that are in the pipeline. We have a Jedi Fallen Order sequel. Oh, babe. <laughs> we have a turn based strategy game that we don't have a whole lot of info yet on. And we also have a first-person shooter Star Wars game. And all of them, to some extent, are being overseen by Respawn. Now, Respawn, they're the people who did Titanfall 1 and 2. They did Apex Legends. They did Jedi Fallen Order 1. Yeah. (laughs) And obviously, EA's been pretty happy with what they've seen from Respawn. How do you feel about them being given the keys to not just one car but 3 cars <laughs> to you know do Star who Wars. else
0: is really happy with respawn paul
1: who me <laughs> you yeah me too they're great studio. I love their work.
0: Dude, Titanfall, the Titanfall games were incredible. Titanfall 2 has one of the best single player campaigns for first person shooter that you can actually play. That is amazing. It will make you cry. It's, it's incredible. Titanfall games were extremely good multiplayer, uh, first person shooters. They just never quite caught on with the PC crowd, which I feel is a crime because those games were legit. Everybody in the world knows how good Apex Legends is. I mean, I think it's number two on our leaderboard,
1: right? Yeah, number two. Yeah, number
0: two on our leaderboard. Uh, Apex is incredible, very, very well done. And I have been repeatedly uh, geeking out and saying that I think that Jedi Fallen Order is one of the most underrated games that is out there. Uh, I think it released in 2019, 2020, 2019, maybe somewhere right around there. And I, I, I still think it's a crime that that game wasn't like Just blowing up all of the charts and everything. I've been touting it for a while now. It's incredible. So when you take these three games that are amazing by a developer and say, hey, developer, you get to make three Star Wars games now or, or oversee the development at least, I, that makes me very warm and fuzzy inside.
1: <laughs> Me as well. Now, I was not as big of a fan of Jedi Fallen Order as you were, mostly just because of the format of the game. I mean, I played it enough to definitely appreciate the development of the game. I mean, the game was beautiful. It worked flawlessly with everything that I did. I absolutely love Apex, Titanfall criminally underrated so i'm really excited about the idea of respawn being able to oversee these three projects i love nothing more than having a really good star wars game to look forward to and um so let's let's just like briefly break down what these games might look like because we did get a little bit of information i mean i'll kind of let you talk a little bit about jedi fallen order 2 i mean i i don't really know very much i don't know if anyone does at this point But we do know that the same guy who directed the first one is directing the Fallen Order sequel. And I'm guessing that this is one of the most anticipated games for you based on how much you love the first.
0: I think it's phenomenal. The first game is incredible from start to finish. I think the planets that you go to are incredible. I think the characters in it are great. I think the combat is super fun Um, there. It ties into the Star Wars universe in so many great ways Uh, The ending is one of those, you know, the ending without spoilers made one of the most memorable video game moments ever for me. Uh, And it's funny because our uh, good friend and and occasional co-host, Michael the Butler, said the same thing. He was like, dude, yes, the end of that game is absolutely amazing. Uh, And so I, I don't need them to rewrite the book on the sequel. I just need them to give me more. Like this is one of those where all you have to do is just give me more gameplay. It can literally be just new locations and new characters and progress the story and keep just about everything else the same. And I would be completely satisfied. Like I I honestly equate it to like when we talk about God of War Ragnarok, as long as it's equal to the first game, I'm going to be incredibly happy. Now I, you know, obviously I hope that it's better. I don't know how you make something like God of War better, you know, right. in that regard. But like, so hopefully it's better. But even if it's not better, as long as it's the same, take my money. And I feel that way with Jedi Fallen Order 2. You really don't need to do a ton. I just, I mean, obviously with the Star Wars universe, there's so many different things you can do. You could introduce vehicles and have me piloting an ATAT. at you know, uh, speeder <laughs> bikes, uh, you know, more Jedi duels, these sorts of things. So like I think you can definitely tweak it, but I love the fact that they're keeping the same guy because he did so good on the first one. Why not have him do the second one?
1: Yeah, I mean, it definitely seems like it's going to be a series. I don't think they'll even stop at two. I think it'll go longer. Now, uh, we didn't have it on our docket to talk about today, but if I remember correctly, I think Jedi Fallen Order is actually one of the free games on Amazon Gaming in February. So I think anyone out there who has not played it can actually get it for free, as long as you have an Amazon Prime account.
0: It was on Amazon Prime Gaming. It was free. I do not know if it was for February or January. So it's either right now you can grab it or you just missed
1: (laughs) it. (laughs) Yeah. Although, you know, what's funny is
0: like I'm seeing all the time on like a website like CD Keys where you can pick it up for 99 cents now. So oh, yeah. this is a super duper affordable game. Even if you missed it, if it's not free anymore, it's well worth the money at that point. So I, I mean, I, I'm super excited. Out of all these games, the sequel to Jedi Fallen Order is probably the one that I'm most pumped for. Although the other two, I love that they're they're going with different genres, right? Like Jedi Fallen Order is your big action RPG adventure type game. And then they said, hey, also, we're releasing a first person shooter. So, I, I mean, dude, this is great, right? Like, I mean, Respawn, Titanfall games, Apex, who does shooters better?
1: Right. And that's the thing. Like, Respawn really does that kind of stuff super well. So, the idea of them overseeing a first person shooter, story based Star Wars game makes perfect sense to me. The strategy game. That's the one where this gets a little sideways for me. Now, I think you and I both have played XCOM, and I think both of us just thought it was a little bit too strategic. Neither of us are crazy about XCOM, right?
0: I love turn-based strategy games. Like legitimately, Divinity Original Sin, we mentioned that game a ton. I, it's one of my favorite RPGs out there. I really love the tactical aspect of being able to kind of direct your characters and what you want to do and then kind of seeing the turn play out. And I, you know, some of those games really, really hit for me. I don't like XCOM. And as goofy as that sounds, I don't know why. I feel like XCOM takes it a little too far to where yeah. every single turn takes 30 minutes. And in a turn-based strategy game, if things start to go south, there's not a ton of recovery that can happen. I mean, occasionally it can, but more often than not, you just go, this fight's going bad. I'm going to just reload from the beginning. And with the XCOM series, I feel like it just draws it out a little bit too much. So as much as I like turn-based strategy combat, I'm not a fan of the XCOM series. So I hope that it doesn't quite follow that same drawn-out XCOM formula.
1: Yeah, you know, uh, I I did read that there are a lot of XCOM veterans that are on this project, so I think a lot of people immediately think, well, is it just going to be XCOM with a Star Wars coat of paint? But they did say that they want to blur the line between strategy and action, so maybe it will swing the pendulum a little bit more toward action where it would be more up our alley. I feel like XCOM has such a devoted like, cult classic status, it it, it almost seemed weird to further divide it to where you have to like strategy, hardcore strategy games, and like Star Wars. Um, So I don't know about that one. That one, I kind of want to wait and see more information. Now, the first-person shooter is a little bit of a different story. Now, this is kind of funny because this project is being led by a guy named Peter Hirschman, who actually, even though he now uh, works with Respawn, he used to be the vice president of development at LucasArts. So he gets to pair back up with his old company and develop another Star Wars game, which is pretty awesome. And here's a quote that he had said about the project, and I want to know what you think about it. He said... I've always been inspired by the classic Star Wars titles, Dark Forces and Dark Forces 2. I've never forgotten the emotion and the excitement that I felt playing an FPS inside the Star Wars universe. They are defining experiences for many of us on the team and are a guiding light for this new project. It's a dream come true to make this new title a Star Wars game that we have always wanted to play. Ooh. I mean so what do you think about that? <laughs> I mean it's it
0: sounds good, you know. The Dark Forces game were much more of um like story-based shooters though. If I remember right well, now, it's been many of. a they... year so, since I played one. Now, obviously they did have a ton of action, but if I remember right, you were moving through levels, unlocking new abilities and gear and stuff like that. Right? Or am I thinking Republic
1: so, Command? I don't know, dude. See, that's <laughs> the problem. Like, there's a lot. Yeah, some of these <laughs> Star of Wars games names. start
0: to blur together. All um, right,
1: so this is kind of funny because I got sucked into watching a, and we you, know, you and I have not talked about this at all. Uh, I got sucked into a 30 minute documentary on YouTube about <laughs> Dark Forces, and I think in my head I was thinking of some of the later titles because it ended up being like Jedi Academy, and it's like a long running franchise. Dark Forces actually started being developed before Doom released. So when you see Dark Forces 1, it looks exactly like Doom, and they had started working on it after Wolfenstein came out. So there was just one dude at LucasArts. They told him, you can make whatever you want. What do you want to do? And he said, well, I love this game Wolfenstein. I want to make Wolfenstein with like shooting stormtroopers. And so he basically made what you would now call a Doom clone, even though technically he started making it before Doom and uh, just kind of like grew from there. So they were actually the first first person shooter that let you look up and down. Oh, wow. Which is kind of neat. Yeah. yeah. So they actually like broke some new ground on that kind of stuff. Yeah. I, I just love whenever I get to hear a developer say, I have such passion for these games. It's not like just a business decision, right? Like they're actually bought into the experience. And I love when someone says, I'm just making a game that I always wanted to play. And I think that's always a good sign that it's going in the right direction.
0: Yeah, a hundred percent. Video, great video games are made by artists. You know, uh, I mean, honestly, whether it's a, a you know programmer that's an artist or an actual visual artist or something like that. But a lot of the best games out there, are the ones that the people can pour their heart and soul into. And are not directed by companies like Activision and EA and are just, you know, hey, oh yeah, we love what you're doing, but make sure you put loot boxes in there. You know, make sure you focus (laughs) on those microtransactions, guys, you know, that kind of stuff. This is more, it would be like me and you, like if we had the the talent, you know, with our experience in gaming, I would love to be able to sit down at a company and say, here's my ideal video game. You know, and and give them like categories and say, you know, as long as you check these boxes, do it in your own way. But these are the things that I would want to see in a game because, you know, that, you know, that's it's by gamers. For gamers, like, I think that slogan's already taken. Sorry, Razor, but, you know, (laughs) it's, it's true, right? Like, how many people that actually play video games all the time would say, hey, this is what I love, this is what I like in a video game, this is what I would like to see in something like this, versus what a lot of these mega corporations are starting to spit out, where it's like, we're getting used to seeing that stuff, but it's not anything
1: that anybody actually enjoys. Yeah. Well, I think you, uh, kind of maybe already answered this, although we did have a question on Discord from user Commandalorian, who clearly is a, uh, Star Wars fan, yeah. given, <laughs> given the name, but he wanted to know out of the three recently announced Star Wars games being developed by Respawn, which one are you most excited for? Sounds like for you, it's Fallen Order 2. I'll say this. I'm gonna, I'm gonna mix it up a little bit
0: because I, I feel like I will, automatically enjoy fallen order too. But oh, okay. this turn-based strategy game, if they hit it and they do it right, I could see I could legitimately see me loving that game more than either of the other ones if they can do it the right way. Because I love that genre and I love that you can tell stories with it. I like that you can You know, maybe I'm moving R2 over to somebody to try to heal them, you know, in this combat (laughs) because the combat tells a story when you have turn-based strategy. It's one of the things I love about it, right? It's not just the game. The combat itself can tell the story a lot of times and how that plays out. So while I think Fallen Order 2 is the easy pick, if they can make this game the right way, I think the turn-based strategy one could wind up being my favorite.
1: Yeah, I guess I just really struggle picturing how a turn-based strategy Star Wars game would work because it's not like in a fantasy setting like Divinity or even like well, the first Star Dragon Wars Age. Is a
0: fantasy setting?
1: Well, it but but it's it's different though. When you have magic available, you can literally do anything you want, right? You could summon a rock golem that's going to fight on your team. When it's Star Wars, it's almost like it's a little bit more narrow. You think so
0: between all the I, I weapons do. and droids yeah. and, and shoot a blaster and or the force. force choke,
1: I mean, yeah, like what, how many, how many force moves can you do? Like force I mean, choke, I could do a lot, Paul. uh, 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 uh <laughs> force throw someone. I don't know. I feel like it's a little limited. I, I'd be very curious to see how creative they can get with the abilities. It's not like when you have, uh fire element and earth elements and wind and all of those things at your power i guess captain planet is apparently I feel what like I'm talking i could about.
0: easily give a droid five or six abilities i could give a bounty hunter five or six abilities i could give a jedi five or six abilities you know uh, uh you know a, a commando you know I, like i feel like i could easily flesh out this ability <laughs> a list wookie
1: you know yeah, right, yes.
0: you know i could just go and, like <laughs> strangle somebody
1: Maybe you're right. This this is why I say I want to see it. I am definitely most excited for the new first person shooter. I mean, Fallen Order is beautiful. It plays really well. I I said that any game where I save and it says all enemies in your area have respawned to me is just like nails on a chalkboard. I just want to be able to go through a story-based game with an action focus, so I think FPS is going to lend to that better, so that's definitely the one that uh, I'm looking most forward to. All right, second story of the week. I feel like we have talked a lot about Lost Ark lately, but that's for good reason. This is the biggest MMO on the horizon. New World came out. A lot of people love it. Uh, a lot of people hate it. You and I are in the latter <laughs> group where we were not fans. And so Last Ark, I have said on the show before, I kind of feel like it's the last litmus test for MMOs. Can they still have legs today? I-, I think Lost Ark is the one that might do it. And they released a schedule for the upcoming release. They have said that you can start downloading and installing the game starting on February 7th. And then if you have ever purchased a Founders Pack which, by the way, you and I did in order to get beta access, so we already plugged in a a few hours previously, we'll be able to have access starting on February 8th, and then the full launch is three days later on February 11th. And one of the things I loved seeing in the article is that they have 21 servers ready to go at launch, and I think we know if there's one thing that kills an MMO immediately is when you don't have the server capacity and people can't actually get in to play the game. Right. Now, do you have any experience with an MMO that had a poor launch?
0: Oh, no, Paul, that was all curious. Flawlessly.
1: Did, <laughs> like, I wasn't sure if you played EverQuest at launch or anything. I, I played WoW at launch, and WoW was such a disaster, I would say, for like two full weeks. Wow,
0: really? No, I actually yeah. haven't had that many bad experiences with MMO launches. I played Wildstar at launch. I actually got up at four o'clock in the morning. Because yep. <laughs> I wanted unadulterated playtime with uh with my buddy to to before the kids got up. So but that actually worked out pretty well at launch. Um I, I mean New World classically, not to just heap on New World all the time, but I know its launch went really, really rough. Um, but we had already decided at that point that we weren't gonna play it. Yeah. So thankfully, no, I haven't had that that many rough launches, so to speak. Um, It sounds like they know that this is going to be popular. 21 servers is an awful lot of servers for an MMO. You know, obviously, if they see that the population doesn't demand that, they can always remove and merge servers and stuff like that. But I like the fact that they are viewing this as, hey, this is going to be real popular.
1: Yeah. Now, they did say that there are going to be nine European servers, seven for U.S. East, we only get three out here what? in the U.S. West, so we have limited options, <laughs> and there are two for South America. Now, if anyone out there wants to play Lost Ark with us, it's a completely free MMO. There will be, like, optional cosmetics and some stuff in-game that you can buy with real money, but it's you can play it for free. You and I don't plan on dropping any money outside of the Founders Pack. Um, uh... The three... Oh, you, you might. Uh, no, but do you remember when
0: I refunded my Founders Pack after the beta? <laughs> How did you refund your Founders
1: Pack? You only played like two hours. No, I played a bunch, but it was a it, Steam considered it a pre-order. And you can oh, and you, re- you can cancel
0: it? and refund a pre-order at oh. any time.
1: So, oh, that's funny. I never canceled mine. So oh. I was I was gonna hop in right away when it Well, released. one of us is fifteen dollars <laughs> richer than the other one, Paul. <laughs> I'm I'm fine with that. Oh, how funny. Okay, well, uh, if 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 anyone wants to join me on the eighth and Josh on the eleventh, <laughs> oh, <no>! there are <laughs> there. there I'll, don't worry, guys. All I got to do is send Josh some screenshots oh, and tell I'll him how re-buy fun it is. The so Founders he'll be back instantly. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, the three US West servers. I have no idea what these words mean, but Josh, why don't we just pick whatever server we're going to play now? Oh, we're gonna do every- it now? Sure. <gasps> and then yes, everyone out it. there can know. I love All right. it. our our friends have not said what they want to play. We're just gonna tell everyone where we're gonna be. We can be in Mari, voltan or envisca mm, I like voltan <laughs> You're
0: feeling Valton? Uh, I feel I like the V right. starting. It reminds me sure. of EverQuest days and when I was on the vShan
1: server, so maybe maybe that's why. So that'll make it very easy for all of us to remember. Uh, v, like Josh's EverQuest server. Yes, yes. <laughs> all right, so you can come join us on what? Valtan, V-A-L-T-A-N, U.S. West server, and I can't wait. I think it's going to be a blast. I really can't wait to be able to do the dungeons and the raids and the end game content It's, it's going to be a blast. I, I
0: I think it's going to be really great. I loved every minute that I had with the, the beta. I, I've actually been reading like, because this game, like we have mentioned, has been out in Korea for several years now. And I, there's actually a lot of people in the US and the UK that have played this using like a VPN. So people have figured out, you know, Hey, I can play this game. The one complaint, which I'm not really sure is a complaint when it comes to an MMO is that it's like, Oh, well, it's, this can be really grindy. And I'm like, it's an MMO. MMO. Like, what do you expect? So if the biggest complaint (laughs) from people is that it can be grindy, that's literally the only thing I see people whine about, which gets me even more excited because it's like, I'll play it how I want to play it. There's nothing that says that I have to grind for 12 hours a day. And almost universally people have said when you get into the end game, the dungeons, the raids, the, the, the mini dungeons, you know, like the, the, those sorts of things are phenomenal. The class customization, you unlock, you know, you pick your main class and then you unlock a subclass. And some of those, I think even unlock like a further subclass. This is just all right up my alley. I showed this to our buddy Andy, who knew absolutely nothing about it. He watched like two minutes of like combat and went, this game looks great.
1: And I went, right? <laughs> <laughs> now, that's that's actually funny. I think I might have told this story on the pod before. But um, the same Andy that you're talking about, he and I used to have a job together at a company that sold PDA cases. And we had played a lot of Warcraft 3. We would do LAN parties and all kinds of stuff back in the day. And the day that World of Warcraft released, uh, I did not have it pre-ordered, but I saw a couple... Videos online, and I pulled one up and I turned my screen at work to Andy. And all I showed him was a character riding a griffin on a flight path. And Andy just looks at it for about eight seconds, and I have no idea what he's thinking because he's showing no emotion. And he goes, can I give you 50 bucks and will you pick up me a copy when you go get yours? And I was like, sure. (laughs) And then we ended up playing WoW for like the next five years together. Yeah. So yeah, you can suck Andy into a good MMO as long as uh, it looks interesting.
0: I like this because it's free to play. So anybody that's listening Mm -hmm. to this podcast right now, unless I don't know if it's available on console, I would assume not. I'll be honest. I haven't looked into that, Um, but it's free. You can try it out. If it's not for you, you're not obligated, you know, to put more time into it. If MMOs are your thing, then I feel like this has plenty to offer. And if you don't know if MMOs are your thing, then you've got nothing to lose to hop in and at least give it a shot.
1: Exactly. Yeah. And uh, I did confirm Lost Ark is only on Windows. Yeah. So, yeah. No, no, no consoles. All right, and then the last story of the week is another game that I feel like we've been talking a lot about, but that's because it's also a big deal. But we've got Elden Ring also coming out this month of February. And we have seen a couple additional interviews lately that have given us some like further, deeper looks inside Elden Ring. And one thing that it seems like everyone wants to talk about is the difficulty level. Now, I did see that the guy in charge of the game... Hidetaka Miyazaki, I think is how you pronounce it. Nailed it. it. He, (laughs) I don't know about nailed, but (laughs) close (laughs) enough, I hope. Uh, He said that the game, just like Dark Souls, it is going to punish you when you make mistakes. He said the difficulty is not unfair, but he does think that the clearance rate of Elden Ring will be much higher than all of their other games. Now, clearance
0: rate means people that have beat the game.
1: Beating it, right. yes. People give up on Dark Souls at a quicker rate than maybe a more casual game. So are you at all concerned about the difficulty level of Elden Ring? Do you think it's going to be on par with Dark Souls? Do you think it's going to be a little bit different? I. It's such a hard balance
0: because if you make it too easy, you lose the Dark Souls truthers and the hardcore people that love the fact that Dark Souls is so hard. Right? right? So if you make it too easy, those people are going to be very upset. And they're gonna be like, oh, this isn't Dark Souls. You know, It's way too easy. There's no, There's no difficulty level, that kind of stuff. If you make it too hard, while you satisfy that crowd, I think you exclude a larger percentage of the population, which when you're trying to sell a video game, isn't necessarily the best thing to do either. So there is this tightrope, you know, that is stretched across a chasm that it's like, if you can walk that tightrope perfectly, great, but you make it too easy, you fall off on one side, you make it too hard, you fall off on one side. I think for the majority of people, they're expecting that this has a high level of difficulty, you know, and they're okay with that. I mean, you don't buy Elden Ring and all of the references to Dark Souls and that kind of stuff without going,
1: I know this game's going to be tough, Now, have they made? You're not buying it. You're not buying it, thinking it's going to be Breath of the Wild. Right, it's going to be a little harder than fighting Ganondorf there.
0: Right, exactly. And so, you know, I want it to be difficult. I don't want it to be mind-numbingly difficult. Like I played Sekiro, and I felt Mm -hmm. like that game was very hard. I have heard. I've never played Bloodborne because I, you know, I never played it. It was PS4 exclusive. I hear Bloodborne is the hardest of the bunch, but then I've heard people say that Sekiro is the hardest of the bunch. You know, and so it's like, I don't, I think it's different strokes for different folks. I thought Sakura was a little bit too hard. Uh, I, maybe I was just used to Dark Souls and Sakura uses like a parrying system more than like a dodging system and stuff like that. Um, I, I'm okay if they make it a little bit easier, to be honest. Dark Souls can get frustrating. It can get to the point I never made it past Ornstein and Smaug, you know, right. and, and, and I quit. I, I quit Dark Souls <laughs> two. I think it was two because of that. You know, I hopped into three the second I could and I loved three and I, you know, I never actually finished three either all the way to the end. I think I had like 30 hours. I mean, I've played these games a ton, but this guy is right in that people actually finishing them is probably not a large percentage of people. So I do want the difficult combat. I do want to die to a boss 15 to 20 times, you know, um, So I don't want them to dumb it down so much that it doesn't feel like you're accomplishing anything, but I'm okay if they make it a little bit easier.
1: Yeah, I think in kind of reading between the lines, there is such a focus on freedom in this game with it being open world. They have said if something's too hard, just run past it, right? Come back to it later. So I I think the idea is that instead of getting stuck on that boss where you get so fed up that you quit... You can just go do something else. And uh, also, they have a multiplayer system for help, which you know they've had in other games as well. They have said there's going to be New Game Plus. There's multiple endings. These are all things you love to hear about series like this. So I'm definitely looking forward to it. I also would not mind if they toned down the difficulty just like half a notch. Right. I don't want it to be easy, but I have always been a very big proponent of... Video games are supposed to be fun, not frustrating. And I feel like Dark Souls kind of sometimes would dance on that line. It would definitely be frustrating. Yes. Yes.
0: I, uh, Dark Souls can drive you mad. It really can. Like, you know, and so I'm okay if they make it a little bit more accessible to people. I just, I don't want them to do it so much. I don't know if like ideally it would almost be like I we just got done playing God of War right and I played God of War on the next to hardest difficulty setting. If you play on the hardest, you get one shot by just about everything, and for me that was the perfect setting. I died to most boss fights multiple times. You know the Valkyries. I went through all the Valkyries. Like I died to those stupid Valkyries eight to ten times a piece, but then I would beat (laughs) them, and it was like the perfect setting for me. You know, and and it's like, I don't know if there's a way to allow the players like a difficulty slider or something like that would be a good solution.
1: I don't know. But Dark Souls games don't do that either. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And and also with being able to do stealth versus action and all of that, hopefully it'll allow you to play the game that you want to play. I mean, that kind of seems to be what they keep saying. So I I feel like it's going to work well. And I know that you and I are both very excited to have Lost Ark and Elden Ring right on the horizon. So, um, so many good games coming out this year, 2022. I feel like this is the first batch. I think it's going to be an absolute blast. And uh, I think that's all that we got to cover here for today.
0: Yeah, it is. I, I, February is going to be a good month for gaming. Horizon Zero Dawn uh, is releasing for PS4, PS5. Or is it just PS5? I don't know, but that's releasing, you know, we're not going to cover that just because we have these other games that we're going to talk about. Um, February is going to be a great month Uh, there. I felt like I was actually looking at like release schedules and I feel like the next, you know, March and April are going to have a little bit of a lull, which is going to give us time to play these games and get caught up on some of the other stuff that we're going to be deep diving. Um, But then over the summer, the floodgates are just going to open up all all over
1: again, which is great. All those COVID, uh, delayed games right. are all gonna release. Like, yep. someone, you know, closed up the hose and they're just gonna open it. We're gonna get all these games the second half of 2022. Yeah. At least that's the hope. Yeah, I hope so. <laughs> all right. Well, awesome. Uh, thank you so much to everyone out there for listening. As a reminder, if you want to check out our Patreon page, that's at multiplayer squad.com. And then our next episode will be on Monday, which will be a bonus round episode where we will be answering listener submitted questions so if you want to come get those in you can message us on social media anywhere at multiplayer pod or the best place to submit that is on discord the link is in the description and then uh that's it so thanks so much to everyone for listening we'll see you all on monday for that hour-long bonus round all right see everybody